Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to this weekly Torah study from New Beginnings Church in Bedford, Texas, taught by Pastor Scott Sigmund. We pray this message will help you better understand how God's Old Testament wisdom and New Testament revelation are meant to jointly fit together. It's amazing. We're about halfway through the year. We're in Torah portion number 27 out of Leviticus 12 and 13. Uh, And uh, we're going to delve into something today that could be considered one of the most important teachings in all the Bible. And it's on the subject of the power of our words. Amen. Amen. And specifically... Uh, what the Bible calls Lashon Hara. Who's ever heard of that Hebrew term Lashon Hara? Uh, it's negative speech, evil speech, whether it's over your own life or speaking mostly about speaking over others, uh, bad things. But we're going to learn a little bit about spiritual cause and effect today. Because it's amazing how many good Christian people don't realize they've become their own worst enemy. And that's what I entitled today's uh, study, Have You Been Your Own Worst Enemy? Uh, And so just like last week, you might remember last week we touched on the laws of eating kosher. Uh, And the laws of eating kosher, there's things that are clean, there's things that are unclean in the world, uh, in God's world, that all pointed us to a spiritual principle of living a kosher life. There are certain things we do, and there are certain things we don't do. There's still forbidden fruit. Amen. Amen. And so today's study points us to this principle which is how corrupt communications will affect one's physical life. What we do in the spiritual will eventually matriculate. Do you like that word, matriculate? (laughs) It'll eventually matriculate into your physical life. And uh, so it's it's a warning, as it were. An example, a general principle, but it's also a warning that teaches us how we handle our spiritual affairs will have a huge impact on our physical affairs. Amen? Spiritual cause and effect. So, in the case of Lashon Haran, what God uh, is laying out to Israel in the Old Testament, and you'll see that it's a New Testament principle too, God is showing us that a physical skin disease that it's commonly thought of uh, to have been leprosy is contracted because of a spiritual cause, which is Lashon Haran. Uh, since biblical times, it's been understood that this was a reprimand. That this was a rebuke on the person who got involved in gossip and slander and complaining and backbiting and all of these various negative forms of speech. Uh, the result of the disease caused not only physical pain, But as well, the offender suffered socially, relationally, in the fact that they had to now become isolated and quarantined. 
It's interesting that when you go back and just read some of the basics on this, uh, however, whatever God was saying and doing and orchestrating, it was, it was done progressively. At first, you'd notice a change in your household. All right? Hey, why is everything deteriorating? Why is there rotting in, going on in my house, in my walls? Uh, then, eventually, it would start affecting one's clothing. And finally, after a period of time, it would affect someone's skin. So there's a progressive nature here. And it just shows you that God is not willing that any should suffer. He's long-suffering. He's wanting everyone to have a McFly moment. Hello, McFly! But unless the person changed their ways and followed the Torah's process for purification, they'd be stuck and isolated, and that thing would continue to deteriorate. It's interesting that God had a vaccine. But you didn't go to the doctor to get it. You went to the priest. And that's because the cause was spiritual in nature. And thus, the cure was spiritual in nature. And isn't that true today? Right? You can go through all kinds of scenarios and trace the negativity, the trouble, the problems that people have all the way back to some spiritual root cause, spiritual cause and effect. And that's why I entitled this, Have You Been Your Own Worst Enemy? Because we end up by habit replicating the very things that we shouldn't be doing. And a lot of times we're on autopilot. And we're the last to know. You mean you didn't realize you were a jerk? (laughs) No. Help me, Jesus. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And help me to see something. Not because God wants to beat you up with it, but He knows that's what's blocking the blessing. Amen. Amen? And so the priest prescribed a process of repentance. And it focused on changing the person's language, their vocabulary, from a lifestyle of always being negative into a lifestyle of being more positive. Are you a pessimist or an optimist? Christians need to learn to be optimists. All things work together for good. Amen. And so the person is given this opportunity to turn the situation around. And usually God gives us many chances. He is the God of the second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance. How many times, Lord? Seven times 70. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, and, And that process of repentance means that we have to revisit some things. The truth hurts we got to go back and, oh, Lord, you're saying this is where I've been missing it? And that's tough because no one wants to look in the mirror. I'd rather look at your faults than mine. (laughs) Right? 
But God wants us to all have a new beginning, a new outlook on life, a new approach on how to handle things. And once negative words were replaced with positive words, the healing process would begin. Amen. So we need to look, and it's just not with our words, it's just with our attitudes, our thoughts. There's all these moving parts and spinning plates. And so, uh, you know, we need more than just uh, uh, Christianity 101. We need 201, 301, 401, 501. Keep me growing, Lord. Keep me maturing, Lord. Because I don't want to be 20 years down the road in this thing and still struggling with the same stupid stuff. Amen? So, uh, we're, we're being taught this week that uh, uh, many of the issues we have uh, to face in life have to be dealt with on a spiritual level. But that's been one of the shortcomings uh, in the church and just in individual Uh, Christian lives is we often fail to look for spiritual reasons as to why do I keep taking one step forward and three steps back? Why am I no further along in this thing? Why don't I have the peace of God, the joy of the Lord? Why don't I feel the strength of God that even in the midst of a storm, I have peace? Even in the midst of the storm, I feel God's strength. Even in the midst of the storm, in the day of adversity, I don't feel like I'm going to crumble and be defeated. But rather, on the flip side, I feel like, you know what? I thank, Thanks be to God, I'm an overcomer. Thanks be to God, I can do all the... When's that going to start rising up? When we realize that most of the issues that we face have a spiritual root cause. And that's why our physical life take finances. If you go through life being a greedy little flesh creature, gimme, 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 I need more Amazon. (laughs) I need more. I need Prime. I need. I need. I need another credit card to keep up with. And then when it comes time to giving to the Lord, uh, all we got's five bucks left. I gave Jeff Bezos, the guy's a multi-billion. I gave him all my money to have all this stuff, but I don't have peace. I don't have joy. I don't feel like the power of God is manifesting in my life at higher and higher and higher levels. I want that. Who wants that? Amen. Amen. So the remedy uh, for Lashon Hurrah is being positive optimistic that's called faith amen you're trusting in the promises of god and following the principles of god over how you feel about it amen and so sometimes the devil is blocking your blessing all right and sometimes we need to understand that component of spiritual warfare but normally Even the devil who comes in to steal, kill, and destroy and block your blessing, normally it's because a door was left open. Right? 
The Bible says he is as a roaring lion going around seeking. He's basically going around seeing who didn't put the blood on the door. <laughs> I, I got to pass over that one. Why? Because they are a blood-bought child of the living God and they got the principles of God working in their life and I can't mess with him. I'll go find someone a little bit easier. Because if, if you didn't know what happened on Easter Sunday morning is Jesus pulled the teeth out of that roaring lion. It's just too bad people are still getting gummed to death. Let's, let's get beyond getting gummed to death. But a lot of times, we're our own worst enemy. A lot of the wounds and the problems, the issues that we face are self-inflicted. And it's spiritual cause and effect. So we don't bring all this up so you, you know, go home as a manic depressive. Oh my gosh, I'm ruined! No, that's not the right response. There's, uh, Father, thank you for inspiring. Show me some things. Open my spiritual eyes so I can see some things and make the necessary adjustments. That's the Christian life. Romans 6.23 sums up uh, uh, life in this way. The wages of sin is death. All right? Sin causes death. Lashan hara is sin. And just like Lashan hara, evil speech, progressively affects a person, different types of sin do the same thing. You can't be a good Christian thief. <laughs> I'm a good Christian fornicator. This stuff doesn't work. Why isn't it working? Because a lot of times church isn't where we weed this stuff out. We're just trying to feel better about ourselves. Well, maybe this, the part that you need to feel better about yourself about is uh, there's a change that needs to happen. How come I feel bad about Probably because it's sin. Now look, it's, uh, when you talk about death, people aren't falling over dead. Right? Dropping like flies. Boy, I went to church the other day and 38 people were dropping like flies. It doesn't happen that way. However, over time, remember, it started uh, in the household, went to the clothes, and then finally to the skin. Over time, progressively, uh, people experience death to their destiny. Right? You've got a dream in your heart. And the last thing in the world we want to do is sabotage that on our own. The devil gets way too much credit. <laughs> it wasn't him after all. <laughs> if I would have just got my speech right. Amen. But it happens in family. A lot of times the stress in marriage is because we choose our words poorly. Same with finances, right? A lot of the things that God wants to do in our lives, we, we put, uh, we were in the, uh, 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 the hardware store yesterday looking for weed killer. 
But in Christianity, we're not spraying weed killer on the weeds. We're spraying weed killer on the seeds. We should be planting seeds of righteousness. Seeds that uh, contribute to our destiny, our future, a happy family, a happy life, a healthy life, a prosperous career. And yet we're so negative and we don't even realize it. God forgive us for that. Let's change that today. Amen? And it can typically be traced back to failing to implement one of the key spiritual principles, uh, 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 which is whatever is not from faith is sin. All right? Whatever's not. So if we're constantly complaining and arguing and criticizing and just always uh, in stress and strife and conflict, That's not God working in you. That's not the Holy Spirit working in you. That's the enemy working in you to sabotage all the good things God has planned for you. And in the case of Lashon Hurrah, could it actually be the thing that we're facing isn't from the devil, but it's from God Himself? What if the issues that were not over is because God put a donkey in your path? (laughs) The story of Balaam, right? Hebrews 12 talks about this, that the Lord chastens those that he loves, right? He reprimands and disciplines those that he loves. Why? Because if you keep repeating the bad behavior... And bad things happen as a result. And maybe things are progressively getting worse in your finances, in your family, in your career or whatever. Uh, Maybe it's God saying, you can't go any further until you handle this issue. I'm interested in your character. I don't want you to go through life being a character. I want you to go through life developing godly character that reflects the nature of Christ. Verse 11 says, No chastening seems to be joyful for the present. What is the chastening? Sometimes the chastening is you don't get that raise. You can't get ahead of things in your health. Why can't I get a breakthrough in my health? Because God's chastening you over some issue. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. You know, that's where you go to the priest. And you, can you help me make an honest assessment here? I'm not here to try to validate and have you co-sign for my bad behavior. That's what counseling usually is for a pastor. We got to try to, uh, they want, uh, some, wants me to co-sign for bad behavior. And God is saying, look, it, 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 it doesn't seem joyful at the moment. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Amen. Notice that, that it just doesn't happen. Bam, you're righteous. Bam, you're cleansed of Lashon Hara. Bam. 
Well, I went to the altar and uh, uh, 30 seconds later after the prayer, bam, everything's perfect. Doesn't work that way. We need to train ourselves. It's a habit. We can have good habits or bad habits. And each of us, each of those things leads us in a different direction. Amen. Proverbs 18.26 talks about this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So when we're looking at where do I get the breakthrough? Is it the devil blocking my blessing? Is it God chastening me? Holy Spirit, open the eyes of my heart. Help me to discern. Give me a discerning spirit. That's available to all of us. A discerning spirit. But they that love it shall eat the fruit of it. So if we love speaking Lashan Hurrah, what's the fruit of that? Death in all these certain areas. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no harmful language come from your mouth. Corrupt communication. Only good words that are helpful in meeting the need. Words that will benefit those who hear them. Amen? So, how many of you are encouragers? Encourage yourself in this. Encourage your family in this. Encourage the... If somebody's in the lobby after church today and starts going off in the wrong direction, gently bring them back. No, 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 no. God doesn't move through those kind of words. God moves through faith-filled words. Yeah? Do you believe that? Or should we just erase that? Let's just wipe that verse out of the Bible so we don't have to address it. Pastor James said in James 3, we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man. He's able to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us. And we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Do you see this? Amen. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it will defile the whole body. This is talking about Lashan Hurrah. And it sets on fire the course of nature. Your tongue, the spiritual side of you, sets on fire nature, the physical side. Cause and effect. And this is why we got to be on the lookout. Have I been my own worst enemy? Amen. And then it ends by saying this whole fire thing is set set on by hell. Hell itself loves to fan those flames. You know, perhaps the worst thing that happens is we don't realize uh, how our words impact our own lives. Where we're getting involved with so much negative self-talk. We're always, and look, if you grew up in a family where all there was was criticism, 
where all there was was you aren't good enough, you're a this, you're a that, and so on and so forth. All of a sudden, that critical spirit's embedded with you, and there just needs to be some countermanaging. Let me be aware of that, Lord. Help me to understand how things from my past are influencing what's going on in my present and how it'll affect my future. Amen? And once we start getting a handle on it, all of a sudden, those scales of justice will start tipping in your favor. Who likes it when the scales of justice, heaven's scales, start tipping in your favor? The words that you're speaking have a lot to do with it. There's an amazing article by Rabbi Jonathan Sachs uh, called The Price of Free Speech. And I encourage you to uh, go on his website and read that. He points out a fascinating perspective. He says, Judaism is less a religion of holy people and holy places than it is a religion of holy words. God created the universe by his words. And God said, let there be, and there was. God revealed himself through words. He spoke to the patriarchs, the prophets, and at Mount Sinai to the whole nation. And our very humanity has to do with our ability to use language correctly. The creation of Homo sapiens is described in the Torah thus, Then the Lord formed man from the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. And ancient wisdom renders that last phrase as man became a speaking being. So what God is showing us is that your whole life is dictated by your language. Words are creative, but they're also destructive. If good words are holy, then evil words are a desecration. Rabbi Lapp, or not Rabbi Lapp, and Rabbi Sachs. So, uh, look, you can go on the internet and read, uh, th- this subject is covered by, uh, more than probably any other subject uh, in the Old Testament by our Jewish counterparts. Lashon hara literally means bad talk or evil speech. It's when someone's trafficking in rumors, evil reports, derogatory and damaging statements against others. We, of course, no one here's ever done that. If you're just tuning in by Zoom, I know you've never done that. But you know someone that did. One of the great rabbis uh, in Jewish history, Maimonides, uh, gave us a litmus test uh, about Lashon Hara. Anything which, if it would be publicized, would cause the subject physical or monetary damage or would cause him or her anguish or fear. That's Lashon Hara. And then it goes on. There's a huge list of things, including it's forbidden to repeat anything about anyone else, even if it's true. Don't be the conduit to spread ugly information. 
Now, there are exceptions to that. In certain circumstances, if somebody's about to lose uh, their life savings because of a con man, and you know the guy's a con man, don't do it! You can, you can say, this guy's a con man, uh, it's permissible, and really you're obligated to share that type of information. But most of the time, we just want to pass on things. We don't even know if it's true or not. We weren't there. We want to rush to judgment. We want to be, uh, you know, the jury, the judge, and the executioner all rolled into one. And the, the, the challenge to all of this is that it seeps into society. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed lately that we've got, uh, our society is running amok with cancel culture. There's an old rule in journalism and in the general media, if it bleeds, it leads. If it bleeds, it leads. The bigger the threat, the better. Or don't ever let a good crisis go to waste. So the more sensational people can make things out, the more ratings we get, the more clicks we get. And nowadays, things are out of hand where news outlets, including social media, are exaggerating everything. They tell you this story is absolutely true and they're lying between their teeth, but yet they get millions of people. That's a true story. Russia, Russia, Russia. When you get right down to it, it's plain old lying. And who do you suppose is behind this relentless flow of false accusations? The father of all lies, John 8. The accuser of the brethren, Revelation 12.10. And this is the, uh, what's setting America on fire right now. And a lot of it is Satan-based because he is the accuser. He comes to defame and discredit and disqualify others. And as a society, that's a spiritual problem that's leading to all sorts of physical problems in America today. And as I got to thinking about this, I went back and restudied the prophecy out of Daniel 12.4. We've heard this, many of you have heard this uh, over the years, where the angel of the Lord said to Daniel, after prophesying on all kinds of end time things, he said, but you, Daniel, shut up the words, seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase." A while back, I was uh, just felt led to study this out, and I shared this, I don't know, six months ago or whatever. There's different explanations by Bible commentators uh, of what this verse means, and all have some validity to it. Uh, but the earliest Greek translation of this verse in the original Hebrew states that it should have read, uh, and wickedness shall increase not knowledge wickedness but why the knowledge because when you get into strong's concordance and you do word studies certain words might have 50 different meanings 
And it becomes, it's the translator's job to understand the context of what's going on. And of course, if you missed your Jewish heritage, and you were just a pagan priest, that suddenly, bam, you're a Christian priest now. You were serving Goddess Diana, now you're serving Jesus Christ. But all that foundation uh, and the translations that followed, oh, look at my little grandson. Oh, my God. You are just such a handsome boy. (laughs) Wickedness shall increase. It's just like Jesus warned. In the end times, just prior to his return, uh, he says that lawlessness will abound. And the love of many will grow cold. And there's so many other uh, prophecies. 2 Timothy 3, Paul warns us that in the last days there will be perilous times. As it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot, when wickedness overtook the earth. And, And so if you look closer into this word knowledge, in Daniel 12... Out of all these definitions, it includes meanings such as cunning, ignorantly, unaware, and unwittingly. And as I got to thinking about how, what, how does all that fit into wickedness and knowledge increasing, fake news is going to increase in the last days. And we see that. That helps deepen and clarify our understanding. It's not that we'll get smarter using smartphones. It's not that we're getting better insight into science and knowledge and and technology. This increase of knowledge is going to have a cunning and shrewd and scheming aspect to it. And many people are going to be unaware Interestingly enough, this Hebrew word doth, number 1847 in your Strong's Concordance, comes from a root word yada, 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 yada. And the word yada, I mean, it's got 50, 75 different words in there to define what this could mean. What I'm seeing is when it began to talk about additional words like to know by seeing. Observation, recognition, being diligent to discern. And there are even words like pronosticators, which are forecasters, secular psychic types, clairvoyant types that are projecting on the population lies, but those lies seemingly are true. And so this all opened up to me an avenue of Lashan Hurrah that Daniel saw would happen in the last days. He saw evil increasing, wickedness increasing, because people that had uh, a pulpit 
a secular pulpit, a TV pulpit, a social media, a Twitter following, would begin to say things or those in charge would begin to shut down the, the truth so that the narrative of a lie could be what people think is really what's going on. Yeah? Anybody following that uh, uh, way of logic there? Uh, there would be pagan and secular prognosticators, pundits in government. How can the government, we, we don't spy on American citizens. Well, that's four Pinocchios right there. Whoop. <laughs> and nothing happens. We accused a sitting president of being a traitor, treasonous. It was all lies, proven to be all lies. And it started this culture, so it was already started. Big tech censoring conservative Christian viewpoints. Corporate cabals coming together to spread ignorant and false knowledge to a society that's not even aware unless you're diligent enough to discern it. How many of you got the Holy Ghost and power? Amen. Amen. Then you have a spirit of discernment. God, don't let me get swept away in someone's narrative, not really understanding that these people have lied and lied and lied and lied. If you're an antichrist type, if you're a secular humanist type, guess who's probably feeding you spiritually? (laughs) Amen? Should I name names? Look what's going on with Disney right now. The don't say gay bill. It doesn't it had nothing to do with don't say gay. It has everything to do with don't teach my grandson who's two years old that he might be a girl. I have a right to say that. (laughs) Or the vaccine kills the virus. Or it doesn't. And all of a sudden we dig into all the Fauci stuff and realize, oh my gosh, he was making millions off of this deal. (laughs) Wonder if that had something to do with it. Didn't somebody once say the love of money is the root of all evil? Oh, okay, moving right along. (laughs) So what does all of this have to do with our study today? is a lot of times we can be our own worst enemy. And in this last case, it's because we're not diligent enough to understand that people have agendas. (laughs) People are trying to persuade a whole society that really one nation under God isn't how we were founded. We were founded as one nation under white supremacists who hate everyone else. And now we're, what, division. Where there's strife and confusion and division, there's every evil work. Amen? Amen? Now that doesn't mean that we haven't blown it and committed some serious, grievous sins. But no one sitting in this, or watching by Zoom or attending this church and tens of thousands of churches uh, uh, believe that we should hate someone because of the color of their skin and we should teach little kids that they, they might be gender fluid until you're 12 years old and then you decide, but don't let your parents know. <laughs> 
and on and on and on. It's all evil speech. It's Lashon Hara. So uh, to end this on a happy note, let's be happy. What can we do in our own personal lives? Jesus said it this way. Uh, the mouth speaks what overflows from the heart. All right? The good person brings forth good things from his store of good in his heart. Whereas the evil person brings forth evil things from the store of evil in their heart. So it's up to us to understand that being negative is a habit. Being positive is a habit. But the choice is ours. And we need to build up the right storehouse of treasure in our hearts. That's why you came early today, right? You're working on it. Turn and tell them, I'm working on this thing. And part of it is stay away from Lashon Hara, corrupt communication, destructive language. And fork, uh, forkus, focus, forkus, forkus more. <laughs> focus more on being positive. What's wrong with that? Optimistic. Come on, somebody. Encouraging one another. Thinking on the good things, the noble things, the virtuous things, the praiseworthy things that God has promised. Amen? And when we do this, we're submitting our speech to the Lord. And this morning, we're going in now uh, into... Uh, a very special time, an appointed time on God's calendar with Passover, Resurrection Sunday. And, and, uh, and so we need to redouble our efforts to serve the Lord in a positive way. Amen. Reduce the negative speech. Amen. Give that up for Lent, if you believe in Lent. <laughs> Give up being a negative person for Lent. And decide, you know what, I'm going to be more faith-filled. I'm going to be more optimistic. And guess what? Even medical science says that'll lead to better health. You want to be a little more healthy? Choose your words wisely. Amen? So praise God for another Torah study. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. And may the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace and good faith-filled words. Amen? Love you guys. Have a great morning.